This is part one of our two-part series where we look at the fear of failure and the fear of success. We look at how prevalent these fears are in your life and also how sneaky they can be. We discuss how to start deconstructing the stories we have around being perceived as failing and succeeding, and even look at how the fear of success often masquerades as other things. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is is the Intuitive Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey, Jay. Hey. We are talking about the fear of failure and the fear of success. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. They're always linked to each other. Exactly. They're not as different as we think. Yep. And there's some really interesting information that you can dig for that will actually really help you in your life if you look at your fear of failure and your fear of success and how it shows up. Correct. So I think this is going to be a fun topic. Yeah, I'm like the king of this topic. I was going to say, this might be inspired by one of us. I mean, both of us deal with this in very different ways, which is why it's a a great topic for us to talk about because we both, I mean, in the end, when you whittle it down, it comes down to very similar things, but the way it shows itself is different. So I think, I think we kind of get like one archetype for fear of failure and one archetype for fear of success. Right. And it's really, it's, it's not that easy. No. And like our society only talks about one of these. Everything's yeah. like fear of failure. It's always this coaching. Like, yeah. you know, I'm like hearing like Tony Robbins in my head. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Like beating back your fear, overcoming fear. Yeah. Like no one says that they're afraid of success. I, until very recently would have laughed at you if, yeah, if someone else besides you said that I was afraid <laughs> of success, but it's so true. But you know, it's not even like a concept that you yeah. have that you hear. Mm-hmm. So when you when you first hear it, you're like, "That's ridiculous." Who would be afraid of success? It's so true. So many <laughs> times I'm working with someone, and what they think is just a fear of failure is actually a fear of success too. Right. And let me let me just tell you very simply why, and then we'll we'll unpack it more as we talk. Okay. But you aren't actually afraid of failing, and you're not actually afraid of succeeding. Correct. You're afraid of the results of those two things occurring, right. and people perceiving you failing <laughs> or succeeding. Exactly. And as we'll whittle down and see, usually the thing that you're afraid of if you fail and the thing that you're afraid of if you succeed are very close to exactly. each other. So there's a lot of different vows and things connected to them, right. but it's going to boil down to something so similar that it's going to it's going to make you laugh like you said like right. fear of that. And then you're going to go, "Oh." Yeah, but once you know it, you're going to be like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And you're going to see it everywhere, not right. just in yourself. So I right. think it's really important to look at. I would also like to say right at the top of the episode here. Yeah. That we don't mean well, we do mean, we don't only mean failure and success in the form of capitalism. Oh, correct. Yeah. <laughs> Literally anything that you're trying to manifest. Right. Or anything that you, you desire. Yep. Anything that you fear has these things connected to it. So it isn't just about achieving, you know, billionaire status. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It, it can't be that. Yep. Sure. Right. All right. But like, it's also 
like fear of succeeding in walking around confidently. Right. Fear of succeeding in little things. Mm -hmm. Fear of failure in little things. Or like in relationships. It's not just work. Yes. It isn't always just connected to money. It is connected to money, but it's not just there. So I don't want you to listen to this and get stuck Mm. in those like two lanes that you're kind of provided. That's a good point. It's there. Yeah. It'll probably be helpful to look there because you have a lot of, uh, you have a lot of dialogue in your head around those things. Mm -hmm. So I think you should look there, but please don't limit yourself to those categories. Yeah. And don't opt out if you're like, I don't care about, you know, business corporate success. Don't opt out (laughs) if that's not you, because these things affect everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Okay. It's important to look at what results you're afraid of. And these are things that you have to dig for. Yeah. Okay. And this is for both failure and success. So let's start with failure first because that's easier. Failure is way easier when it comes to this. Way easier because you understand Mm -hmm. somewhere in your mind, you understand why you would be afraid of failing. Right. In fact, society has taught you from a really young age that that's a consequence of not doing something well, of like people seeing you fail. Right. You know, you'll be labeled with a grade. You'll be labeled a literal fail f exactly. for fail like f, right and it's not just in school it's it's just like everywhere and like and it's it's not a bad thing to be taught that failure and people seeing you fail is not a safe feeling exactly but it's kind of all we're focused on sort of to your point in the beginning mm-hmm. right yeah and what happens is the results of the failure and what that means about you and how you identify with something that's probably the opposite of what you've decided failure means about you, right? Right, Where your worth is tied here. That's actually all the important information. Right. Because I hate to tell you this, but you are going to keep failing over and over and over. Like you can't avoid that. Right. But what you can do is go, let me do a little work on what failure means to me, what I'm attached to failure. So when I do fail, I can sort of do that like, motivational speakers what motivational speakers tell you to do yeah. which you're like i don't lose i just learn or, or whatever right no you yeah. lose you lose <laughs> but you and can also you learn, learn. Right. yeah right. so i think it's important to to really really know that and you might hear me say that and you're like duh i know that but you don't know it because you've forgotten it or you've disconnected for it or you've oversimplified it right and but then the other side of that is that all like we see a lot of examples of people failing and that you you internalize that you don't want to do that or that's embarrassing or yeah or that's some sort of lack in you or or mistake in you Mm -hmm. but we also on the other side see people succeeding all Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. and so we don't understand why we wouldn't want that because Mm -hmm. we see people winning awards or triumphing and moving movies and books and all this stuff so like you think that's something that you want Right. So when you're when you're actually energetically resisting that, it doesn't no. make sense to you. No. The the fear of failure makes a lot of sense. It makes sense in what we're taught. But you're oversimplifying right. what you're because you are Correct. thinking that you are afraid of failing. Yep. You are then maybe considering that you're afraid of succeeding. Yep. 
both are true, but both aren't the rest of the story. Like right. it's that iceberg example where you're now focused right. on the little tip of the iceberg that's sticking out of the water and there's this humongous, gigantic thing beneath it and right. you're just focused on this. It's sort of like throwing a Band-Aid on a bullet wound, really. Mm -hmm. like you're. So if you're just going like, oh, I'm afraid of failing here or maybe you've even got to the point where you understand you're afraid of succeeding right. and you're just going like end there. Yes. You're missing it. Exactly. And it's going to continue continuously be a more painful experience than right. it has to be. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, that's where the work is. Exactly right. Exactly right. So looking at fear, fear of failure first, because mm -hmm. I want to talk about fear of success because everything you're saying is so true. Like people go like, why would I be afraid of succeeding? In fact, I've heard that sentence said to me a lot of times when I point out that somebody mm -hmm. is, it's a lot of times people think they're afraid of failing, mm -hmm. but they're actually afraid of succeeding. Like they don't see, do you know what I mean? Their ego's gone like, let me just round this story over to failure because that's an easier thing for us to digest here. Well, and all you're, all you're really thinking about is like the moment of the win or the moment of the success. Right. And what you're not processing is like all the feelings that come after. What does that, what does it mean after like, someone sees me on stage winning an award? What does it mean yeah. after someone sees me get a raise and make more money? Yes. What are the consequences? Like I want that result right. of the thing. Because right. your ego doesn't care that much about the thing. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't care about the award no. or the raise or no. the, it really couldn't care less. No. Your intuition does. And we'll talk about that, but your ego does not. No. So you're never, you're never going to go like, let me calm my ego by winning this award. No, no, that's <laughs> going to bring up more. Exactly. Stuff. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. not how egos work. Yeah. Okay. So the first place to start, cause this is where you need to dig. So again, starting with failure first, mm -hmm. fear of failure. You, if you want to first start digging, knowing your universal fear here is going to save you a lot of time and a lot right. of energy and a lot of mental anguish yep. is going to cut you down. If you were sitting across from me and you didn't know your fear and I didn't know your fear, I mean, that's not possible, but you were talking to somebody <laughs> else, right? It would take a lot longer to for the there. person to go. And why do you think that is? And what's exactly. behind that? So I'm telling you, here's a, here's a way to skip a lot of that work. Cause it always, boils down to that. It always boils down to one of your <laughs> universal fears. Yeah. We have an entire episode on the universal fears and oh, desires. We have many episodes. We have many episodes. So yeah. if you if you're not familiar, go listen to those. But real quick. Yeah. They are rejection, abandonment, and fraud, being seen as a fraud. So if you know which one of those three you have, mm -hmm. again, you just skipped ahead. Like you're in that choose your own adventure and you just skipped to like the better Next part. Chapter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's not the part that doesn't have a lot of work and bad feelings connected to it. Exactly. <laughs> but it makes the journey a little bit shorter. You're just going to get there a little right. quicker. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you know that, you already know that whichever of those three Put yourself in that category. So for me, it's rejection, right? So I know that failing, mm -hmm. the consequence of failing that my ego prioritizes and mm -hmm. is most afraid of and has the most things connected to it is that people will then reject me because right. I failed, mm -hmm. okay? And there'll be lots of sentences, like don't get stuck on the word rejection. Like I know my yeah. ego would form or, or if I've connected from, from that ego fear words, like I'll let people down mm -hmm. or I won't give people what they need. Yeah. Like people were relying on me or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so don't get too caught in the weeds of the exact language right. for you. It's abandonment. So yeah. tell, tell the people yeah. <laughs> what that fear feels like. So that would read more as like, if I, if I fail, mm -hmm. I would be afraid that people wouldn't want me around anymore, that I wouldn't be able to like 
I wouldn't be like a valued member of the team or I wouldn't be helpful um, and that people wouldn't need me anymore. So I would then like be left behind. Yes. Or left out. Yes. So it's that, and and I think it's an important point. I just thought of this when you were saying this because you described it really well. Like some people get caught in abandonment thinking that means like everyone is going to physically like completely 100% leave. Right. But abandonment people fear somebody backing up a little bit from exactly. you and not being as close to you or because not loving what, you right, as much. Right, because the first step back is the first of many. Yes. Okay. So it's the steps back, <laughs> right. which is a good way to put it. Okay. Right. Now, if you are a fraud person, if that's yours, you're going to be immediately afraid that you have like put yourself out there in a way that's inauthentic. So that you have sort of, you're going to have thoughts like, why did I think I could do this? Why yeah. did I even try to do this? People are going to, now they're going to know that I people are going to now know that I'm actually a worthless piece of that crap. I shouldn't be here. Yeah. I don't right. belong here. I like, belong here. Yeah. And you're going to hear the sort of rejection and abandonment sort of attach itself to that story. Yeah. So that's what that's going to look like. All right. So once you get there, you can really dig for the gold. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because the kind of questions you want to be asking yourself is, Okay, if if that happens and people do reject me or people do abandon me or people do see me as a fraud, what does that mean about me? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that answer, depending on, I was going to say, depending on your level of being like Jamie or being like Heather, you're going to have a different reaction <laughs> too. Okay. If you have a Heather reaction to that, you are going to furiously look for other avenues. Yes, but that's what I say to Jamie all the time. Yes, but consider this factor. Yes, but okay. So there's got to be other elements that we haven't considered yep. because it can't possibly be quite that simple. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what I'm going to do. And mm -hmm. that's what a lot of you probably are going to do. Mm -hmm. If you're more of a Jamie, hopefully it's okay for me to share yeah. this. Your ego is going to go, okay, bye. Let's talk about this tomorrow. And it's just going to click off and you're going to have no memories of who you are yeah. or what has ever happened to you in your life. And you fight through that. I still owe you a, you do. a response <laughs> on something that my, my ego has completely like, yeah, it's like the shutters like click yes. down. Right? Yes. And, and, when you are that way and you, you know, you have a friend and, and you know the people around you and you know yourself, like you let me yes and you, yeah, I do. okay? I let you sit with it for a while, mm -hmm. you know, I, or I'll come in and I'll prod in a direction or I'll right. give you a word to go use, but I'll, I'll give you that time. Like, so it isn't about like either of those reactions are wrong. That's your no. process. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like right. both, you can hear both of our personalities in that. In fact, you can hear the abandon, abandonment and rejection in that. Exactly. So it's, and you might not have one of those exact ones, but probably you're going to relate to those feelings right. and you'll kind of, you'll kind of feel that. Yeah, absolutely. So go there and go, okay, what does this mean about me? Mm -hmm. And so like create some sort of a sentence. Yeah. Okay. So this means that everyone's going to reject me. Well, what does that mean about me? If everyone's going to reject me or ever, I'm going to let everybody down. Okay. <laughs> for me, I'm going to go, well, that's how, that's how I show up for people. That's my worth mm -hmm. is like showing up, being there, doing the thing, doing it the best, performing, boom, whatever you need, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it better than everybody else. And mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about it. I got this right? right. So to, to then my ego to consider failure and to think, but that's not going to be true. Now I have to go, Oh crap. I'm in the self-worth boat. Right. Because that's actually has nothing to do with my worth. I think it contributes to people, Yeah. but it's not, has nothing to do with worth. No. Right? right. So where, where, where do you go when you think of that? Like people abandoning you in fear? Like, what does that mean about you? 
Um, I mean, I think mine boils down to self-worth also, but yep. like in a different way. Uh, like yeah. why, like, well, why would they want me around? So I have to behave in ways that make me worthy mm -hmm. of keeping me around mm -hmm. or being like an asset to being kept mm -hmm. around. Yes. And that boils down to, to worth. Like, exactly. Can't I just be here? And be worthy. Yeah, like just me existing just isn't worthy. So right. like looking at those stories. And right. I think it's important to to give these examples because a lot of times I think people look at you and I and think that like because we know all this, mm -hmm. that we have some sort of immunity to these things happening to us. <laughs> no. No, we just know shortcuts. Exactly. We right. and, and then we go, Oh, I'm here. Right. Let me let me lean into this and work on this and undo this story. Right. And then no, something else is going to happen in my life where there's a thread to this story that I didn't see and I'm going to have to come back to it again. You're not like True. curing or healing. No. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's just it's just that knowledge of it and that understanding and the fact that you've already done some work and undoing these stories. When you see them again, the work is easier. Yeah. Like when you were just talking, I was thinking about how whenever I start to feel like a certain way, yeah, my, I'm, I instantly think, where am I feeling abandoned here? Yes. And that helps me just like, if it's valid or not valid, if it's like a, if it's a dramatic response or if it's, yes. if it's whatever, whatever, if I can just like find the place where I'm feeling like I might be abandoned yep. or I am being abandoned, yep. I can cut right to that instead of digging through the whole scenario and all yes. of my past life, past traumas. And like, <laughs> I can cut right. The abandonment cuts me right there. Yes. It's, it's a shortcut. It's it like is. in Candyland where you can take that quick little path. Right. Yeah. It's that. Okay. Exactly. And it's, it's sort of what I'm sort of thinking of is, you know, when you go to therapy or you see a new therapist for the first time and you have to start at the beginning of your story. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. Me yes. too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so it's like this, it's this big task and there's so much to talk about right. and there's so much, it's going to take, you know, 10 hour sessions to get even to the thing that's now bothering you. Cause you right. have to start way back here. Yeah. Right. I mean, a good therapist is weaving that in, but you know yes, what I mean? Right. right. But then you get to that story and something happens to you mm -hmm. and you've worked through that and you're just like, Oh, that was we're, we just did a 20 minute therapy session and right. we don't have anything else to talk about. Exactly. That's the same. It's the same work. Yep. Do you yep. know what I mean? So you're just kind of doing that for yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, a lot of people fear the same results with failure as they do with success. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Okay. There'll be a little different element to the story, mm -hmm. but what will be evident is what you've attached as a story to both failure and success. And they're not always the same for me. They're opposites. I have a feeling that for you, they're opposites too. So for failure, mm -hmm. I am afraid of rejection mm -hmm. for success. I'm also afraid of rejection. <laughs> exactly. But failure to me means that I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. Success to me means that I was too, too much. much. Okay. Yep. So if you yep. can life hack it, and I know that sounds like I've made it too simple and trust me, it's not actually simple. There's no. like a lot more to the story. It's not like, I mean, okay. it's a concise way of saying it, but it's not simple, but it brings you yeah. again to the heart of the issue Correct. that you're talking about. So yeah. for you, do you think too much, too little, like which ones yes. are those attached to the same ones? Um, if you fail, were you too much or too little? Hmm. You tell me. <laughs> If I fail, yeah. I'm afraid of being abandoned because I wasn't enough. Yep. And if I'm re if I'm abandoned for succeeding, 
Why yeah. did they abandon you? You were I too, was much. too much. Yeah. Yep. I was too much. Yeah. And in most cases, it's when you think of success, you're going to think like, oh, I didn't edit myself well enough or I didn't. And that is also the same thing as saying I didn't dim myself enough. I yep. didn't lessen myself. I didn't make yep. myself small enough while I won that major right. award in front of people. You know, I didn't act humble enough or whatever. It took whatever. up too much. Too, you took too much credit or you took, yeah. too, took up too much space yeah. or yeah. made it all about me. Like, yes. so if you're, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, I'm, I fucking love success. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah. We do too. Uh-huh. But there's a part of your ego that doesn't. And so it's yes. like, I keep saying things in different versions because I bet they actually will start clicking in your head. Exactly. And remember, it isn't just always in capitalistic scenarios. Right. So I heard, I saw a clip on Instagram and I saw it this morning and I was instantly like, oh my God, this is a perfect example. Thank you to Glennon Doyle of a fear of success showing itself in a way that you wouldn't go, oh, she she has a big fear of success right now. Okay. Okay, So I'm going to give you the example. So at the time of recording this, yeah. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. Yes. Okay. If you want to try to figure out when we record, you can probably get some clues. <laughs> okay. Yes. So this morning I saw a clip. You know how they post videos from their podcast, which is a great yes. podcast. But yeah. We can do, we do hard, hard things. things. Okay. So Glennon is talking about how she has an issue with Valentine's Day. Okay. And how she has an issue with all the holidays because they celebrate people that already have the thing. So she doesn't want to celebrate love because what about the people who don't have love? This holiday makes them feel really bad. And I want to celebrate Mother's Day because I have a great mother. The people who don't have a mother or don't have a great mother should have a holiday. So she feels bad for having things, for having success. That's fear of success. Yes. Okay. Right. A very empathic version of it. But it's it's a... She, and there's so many times that she speaks about stuff where I'm like, fear of success, fear of success. It's so prevalent. So she can only get attention when she's in lack. If and she doesn't have a mother or if she doesn't have love. Or, or if, she, if she's standing up for someone right. who doesn't have it. Interesting. You can't get it for yourself. That's fear of success. Interesting. Okay. See? That's how See? it looks. It's because so you have been taught what success is. You wouldn't just hear that probably and right. go, oh, there's her fear of success. Right. You know, I'm like, oh, let me... Glennon, call me. Like, let me help you with this a little bit. Exactly. You know, because she's not wrong. You should no. consider all of those things. But no, it doesn't mean you can't have the nice the joy. Too. Yes, right. yes, 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 right. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So well, good point. When you're looking at fear of success, I want you to understand that whatever the thing is that you're going for, you are fearing getting it. You are fearing not like putting effort in to get it and not getting it. Mm-hmm. And you are fearing not even trying for it. Mm-hmm. All of it. Mm-hmm. That's what your ego's job is. Mm-hmm. So people spiral out of control when they think of that. Like, oh my God, there's no direction without fear. Right. There shouldn't be a direction without fear. Fear is a helper. It's keeping you safe. Yes. Right. But listen, it's not your fault because you were brought up in a society that's like all about the fear and not about the desire. Yeah. So I understand. But what I'm saying is there's also desire in all of those three directions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So understanding that. Right away and, and going like, oh my God, there's fear here. So I can't move in that direction. Mm-mm. No, no, right. there's fear here. So there's something to consider as you move in that direction. Right. And, and also like where, where is your desire pushing you so much that you're willing to work through the fear also? Yes. yes. And I think that that can become complicated because people sometimes think, well, I must not desire it enough 
Or, you know, the reason that that person over there doesn't have that is because they don't desire it enough. Mm -hmm. One of the most common bullshit ways I hear this is, oh, well, that person is overweight because they don't desire being thin enough. Oh, absolute bullshit right there. You just said an absolute bullshit statement has nothing to do with that. Okay. There's a lot of factors to that, but the, the idea that you think that everyone has the same amount of desire and fear in different directions about different things is so ignorant, right? It's so ridiculously ignorant, right? Like it's, or that there's a fair playing field up there. Like say, none right. of those things are the case. Exactly. So it's sort of like going like, well, you know, people who are poor are poor because they don't want. Work, they don't work hard enough. They, they don't, don't want work, it So enough. they don't want it enough. Exactly. It's that same concept mm-hmm. that some people, unfortunately, believe. And the thing is, I don't actually think they believe it. I think it's a better story about themselves. I was just going to say, it's a massive case of projection. Yeah. And to like lift yourself up by pushing someone else down. Exactly. Like that's what's going on. Or you're so afraid of being poor or overweight that you have to make a story about how it's someone else's deficit. Yes. And not something that could happen to you. Exactly. 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 Right. So it's, it's important to understand those elements. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. with podcast listening a great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop yep beans roasted in-house amazing baristas you know where i'm talking about restoration coffee can we go yes i need an americano and maybe a panini too Ooh, i need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl yeah check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. Okay, Heather. This is a little um, refresher. Ooh. Okay. Okay. It's a little, it's a little angry. As I like, as I like to be, um, this is a reminder. I've mentioned this here and there in different episodes. We've talked about this concept, but I want to remind everyone that it's okay for you to say things and not be polite about it. (gasps) Ooh, yeah. Like I saw someone's, I saw someone on Instagram 
it was a random person I don't or didn't follow until I saw that reel of theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was saying, say it ugly. Yeah. Like say it ugly. Yeah. And you know, and she was talking about like different, like things going on in the world. Yeah. Right. And I just think it's so important to remind people that like we have been programmed mm-hmm. not only by capitalism to be like good workers, mm-hmm. but by the patriarchy mm-hmm. to be good, polite workers, especially women, especially women, but yeah. everybody, everybody. Like, yes. That we're supposed to have like decorum and we're supposed to be able to like have decency and argue kindly. Like, no. I mean, if the situation calls for that, that's fine. But that's telling people they always have to be polite. It's a great way to keep control. It's over a great everybody. way to manage people. Yeah. yeah. I also saw a TikTok of a guy who was like recording himself because he knew he was about to be laid off. Oh. And he was asking why. And the person wouldn't, the HR person wouldn't tell them why. Ugh. And she was saying, we're not legally required to tell you why. And he was like, I don't care about what you're legally required to do. I want to know why I've worked here for 10 years yes. and his hands shaking. You can see him. He's like completely yes. just like flooded with adrenaline. I know that feeling oh, so well. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like, he's like, I want to know why you, I, you owe me that. And she mm. was like, and then she started to gaslight him. Like, I don't appreciate your tone. You don't have to, you don't need to be speaking so aggressively with me. He's clearly just like about to vomit. He's so upset because he's Ugh. losing this job he's had for 10 years. Ugh. And I'm like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Like weaponize yep. courtesy and like, not courtesy, because courtesy is something you do just like in passing, like mm-hmm. kindness, thoughtfulness, compassion. Yes. How compassion. dare you like, how dare you skip over all of that and yeah. move towards like, you have to behave a certain way. Right. Like, oh, I'm sorry, sir, but your your feelings are inconveniencing me. And you're not presenting them to me in like this perfect little yes. kind box. Yes. So I don't, I'm not going to deal with them. And you know what? The further down in society from patriarchy and white supremacy you go, right. the worse it is. Like I'm just thinking like men, men get away right. with, a, with mm-hmm. a lot more of this. Not right. all of it. They still struggle yeah. with it, of course. But then you have white women. White right. We get away with less. Yeah. Right. And but I think of like but women get, of color. We get away with a lot more than women of color. I was just going to say, so yeah. like it, it's, it's this like thing that you need to clock and you need to yep. look at and wherever you are on that rung, like the higher, the louder you should be about it. The right. more you should be like standing up for other people about it right. and, and communicating it for sure. And if you feel like someone's shaming you about the way you're presenting information, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should be able to like swear at people and yell at them and like, right. but if you're upset about something and you're mm-hmm. saying, this is bullshit, I don't like this, like X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And someone's talking about your tone. Yeah. It's because they don't want to talk about what you're actually talking about. Exactly. So say it ugly. Yes. Say it however you need to say it. If there's a genocide, I'm not going to, and there is a couple of them, <laughs> I'm not going to be polite about it. Why should you be polite about it? How, I mean, do, you, how do you politely like <laughs> stop a genocide? You don't. You don't. That, say it right. ugly. Yes. Say it ugly. Say it ugly and don't ever let somebody police your feelings. Correct. Or your tone. Right. No. Don't do that. No. Nope. Don't do that ever right so yeah. you have my permission yeah say so jamie son jamie it. told me that i could say it ugly so here i am exactly <laughs>
So when you think of fear of success, I want you to just picture for a moment a little, you got to fast forward. Cause when you go to fear of failure, it's pretty mm-hmm. instant what you're afraid of. Yep. The, the bad yes. results and consequences come at you quick, right? Well, because you're programmed to scan for that and to fear it in our society, right? Like, yes. Where's the failure? How do I avoid it? So yes. you, you're a lot more familiar with what that looks like and feels like. Yes. Okay. But when it comes to fear of success, you have to fast forward a little ways you to do. get to where the fear starts to kick in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot of times you see people succeed in their initial reaction to, and again, it, it could be a little thing. It could be a big thing, but to manifesting a thing they want mm-hmm. is complete joy. Mm-hmm. It's excitement, yeah. right? It's like, I did it. And then there's this delayed reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, wait a minute. Now people are going to perceive that. exactly. And what does that mean? So yeah. sometimes you have to fast forward yourself. I'm going to say the majority of the time you have to fast forward yourself. Now, I want to put a pin in that because I have to say the other thing that can happen. And okay. this thing happens often to my co-host where you go into a state of freeze. No. <laughs> so often, you guys, something great will happen to Jamie that she, Jamie is an excellent manifester. You'll admit that. Yeah. But she's nodding for those of you listening only. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. I'll admit it, I'll admit it now. Okay. Yeah. She's a good manifester. That's why I'm afraid to say I'm a manifester is because that is success. Yes. It's like even now with all this work, it's still hard for yes. me to be like, yes, I am successful at this thing. Yes. It gets me it. something. Yes. And I'm yes. going to say it in front of people yes. and they're going to see me saying it confidently. Yes. So instead you have to like, we're on a podcast, which is audio and you have to nod. Nod. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so ahead. sometimes this thing will happen where you go into a state of kind of numbness. Correct. Where you don't feel fear, but you also don't feel happy. You don't, you don't feel, feel joy. You just kind of are numb. And like you say the right words to people. But behind it is is just like dead nothingness. Right. Jamie does this to me all the time. And we have this weird thing. It's like a weird symbiotic relationship. We do. <laughs> where if one of us isn't feeling the the sort of their own feelings, the other one feels them more. And I will say, I think you do this more. So I often have to take on your feelings. Yes. And we do it for different emotions too. Like when you won't let yourself get upset or mad, I get furious for you. Yes. Yes. Which is right in my wheelhouse. (laughs) That's an easy one for you to dredge up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So there will be times where this will happen and I will be something recently great just happened to you. And I was really is great. It's so amazing. (laughs) And I was ecstatic. Like you've been working on manifesting this thing for so long and you manifested it exactly how you wanted it, but better. Yep. And (laughs) you were so dead about like you were saying all the right words, but it was like nothing behind it. And I, I'm getting teary eyed now thinking of your, cause I'm just talking about it, feeling your excitement. Cause you're like, we're going to just cancel that feeling for a little while. (laughs) So that's also normal. Totally fine. Go ahead. But to that point is that if you, so this happens to everybody. Yes. And if you're not like doing the work, like we talk about, if you don't know about your universal fears and desires, you don't know about this stuff. You're it's so hard to figure this stuff out, especially the success part, because it's not happening on a conscious level. Exactly. right. Like when I'm, when I'm numbing out and just sort of like putting the excitement in a little box somewhere, 
I'm not having conscious thoughts about it. I'm not like, oh man, this is too exciting. Like, <laughs> is this too much for me to feel right now? You're like, not like actively no. making a choice. So like, I'm, right. just, I'm just saying that like, if there are times <laughs> in your life when your emotions haven't matched the way you thought you should feel or the way you wanted to feel in this moment as you had like visualized it. Yep. It's probably because your ego is tracking something yeah. that you're not yet aware of. Yes. And if you're not doing this work, you're probably never going to be aware of it. Yeah. You'll you're probably not go, ever what's wrong with out, me? Right? Exactly. Why don't I you're feel like, well, I don't, I don't, I got this thing and now why am I like not excited about it? Yeah. It, it feels energetically for my energy reading friends, like someone is unplugged Yes. from all the feelings like not that they're like squelching them even right that they've just completely no, right from them correct and i think that's what happens and it's just simply a reaction to fear and it's not anything that you should be ashamed of like people end up feeling a lot of shame about fear of success right fear of failure i think is like an acceptable failure like an acceptable fear, yeah right but fear of success isn't really in our culture people well, why like, would you be afraid why would you be afraid of something that you were manifesting yeah it's that doesn't make any sense right if you don't know what you're talking about exactly right so if you have one of these reactions it's okay it's that's fine if you are crazy with joy and then 10 minutes later, you're in a puddle on the ground of fear, right. also fine. Or if they just happen mildly, like I don't have, I tend to not have big reactions to things when they happen. I have like a, I'm not like super reactionary. Like I, I have to like, like pull it apart and deal. Like, do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And so I think sometimes people read me as like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. So something will happen and I'll just be like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Good or bad. Right. But then like the next day, I'll call you furious. Right. Or hours late. Like, do you right. know what I mean? Like it doesn't – so that's also fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just the way that you're processing what's mm -hmm. happening. Yeah. And I think we get really like, okay, not only should you fear success and failure, mm -hmm. but you should feel shame if you don't react the, the right unquote, way. correct ways. Right. No. I do also think that there's that spiral staircase theory that we've talked about in yeah. other episodes that like – you're always going to be dealing with these issues. You're never, like you said, cured yeah. about something that's an issue for you. Yeah. And like this thing that we're talking about with me, like I, I know that I have a fear of success. Like yeah. we've worked on that in the past, yeah. but be, like where I'm going up the spiral staircase. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's easier for me to see, it's easier for me to work through, but it's still happening. Yes. You know? And so like, even this situation that like, should I just say, I'll just say it. Okay. <laughs> I got a job. Yeah. I got a job I wanted that I wanted, yes. like I've wanted this job for a while. Yes. And I manifested it really well. In Within like the, okay. the like parameters of what you felt good, like how you wanted, like all of that stuff. I was very specific about like the yes. requirements of this job. Yes. And it, I met every single one of them. And, and some of them beyond. I yeah. like went beyond on Yes. It. And for years you've been working to manifest this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I like really like pulled the trigger on it a couple, like a month or two ago. And yes. it like literally just yeah. like that. It, yeah. It went through. I mean, you're, you're doing a little better feeling something about it. I just, <laughs> I just there. felt, okay, we're, we're, we're slowly unpeeling. Yeah. But my point is that like, you've, I know this about myself. Of course. Right. And you're still having to like talk me through it and be like, okay, well let's talk about this and let's like getting into like really deep stuff about yeah. like my childhood and yeah. what this meant for me and talking about dead dads and dead parents and orphans and yeah, about a job. Yes. And I, 
that's so we have an episode on healing just to shout out another one that I think you should listen to if you're kind of if this is like really sparking something in Mm -hmm. you because this is the problem with how we present healing right it's like oh once you once you find this vow or this fear or understand it right it's released and you never have to deal with it again and then people end up thinking there's something wrong with them they're like why am I dealing with this again right and that's why the spiral staircase to your point is so important because you're going to continuously deal with it just from a different, different, like a higher, different perspective. perspective. And it's not going to feel so triggering every time, the more times you work through it. Right. Right. Like, and again, you have that sort of cut through when you're like, okay, it's this. Right. I have this. And then you know what questions to ask yourself mm-hmm. and it, it becomes easier. Never easy. No. But easier. Yeah. Right. And yep. so I think that's really important because there's nothing wrong with you if you keep circling back to the same shit. Spoiler alert. That's your whole life. That's the whole point. Yeah. Right. You got like five or six things and they just keep coming up and then you just keep seeing how connected they are and you keep finding a different thread to something else. Yep. That's, that's the work. That is the work. Yes, it is. Okay. Fear of success is often disguised as fear of failure. Yes. Okay. So when you're digging, you'll find it. But I, I really, I kind of mentioned this before, but I think our egos find fear of failure easier to label. Yes. And so I think a lot of times you're, you're sort of unpacking your fear of failure and you, all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is, I'm actually not afraid of failing here. Right. I'm actually afraid of succeeding. Right. Okay. And what that means about you. Yeah. For me, um, I always fear failure first, but I can move through failure pretty quickly. Yeah. I can deal with that fear. I can, I can go, okay, I'll take these things into consideration mm-hmm. and I'll move through it. Mm-hmm. When it comes to fear of success, I, this is a little murkier. This is like Same. where that's like maybe swimming through like a, a pool. This mm-hmm. is like mud, like deep mud that I'm going, I'm going to get through it. And I right. know, but it's a lot more, there's a lot more resistance there. Well, and I think that that's because the things that make us successful mm-hmm. are oftentimes the things that we've hidden away about ourselves because we perceive them to be like threats to other people or things that make us stand out too much or whatever. Like I'm thinking about the, the thing that makes you successful yeah, is the thing that you had to hide away and be quiet. Yes. You had to quiet that part of yourself. Yes. So for you to be successful, yes, you don't just have to do all the things that make something a success. Right. But you also have to call up the part of you that people have rejected. People have rejected. Yes. So so it's like you're doing this it, the the work is layered, but it's yeah. also like there's actually two different parts of it. Yeah. It's not like can I complete this task? Can I make this thing happen? Can I manifest this? It's like can I do all this, all that? while being this person mm-hmm. that I'm afraid is going to be rejected or abandoned or called a fraud. Yes. That's a big deal. It's a ton of work. And think about right now. You I know what your first answer is going to be and I'm going to ask you to to push through it for a second. Think about the times in your life where you have failed. Mm-hmm. How many people rejected you left you or abandoned you actually not really think of the times where you succeeded or did well and think of how (laughs) many people rejected abandoned you or sorry you were fraud as a fraud and think of how in your face it becomes when you succeed who loves you conditionally and who loves you unconditionally exactly 
And I don't mean without boundaries. I mean, no. con- with conditions, conditions and unconditionally right. are different things. Mm-hmm. The majority of people in your life and around you that you have ever come in contact with, you love you conditionally. They like you a certain way. Yeah. As long as you don't trigger my shit, you're good. As long as you're not too loud. Yeah. So guess <laughs> too what? Too vocal, too whatever. People who do the work mm-hmm. are not the people who are well-liked by huge amounts of people. They don't have 500 friends. No. Nope. Okay? We have a lot of acquaintances. A lot of people like us. But they're mm-hmm. all, I bet you they'll all say the same thing. I've, I hear it about myself all the time. Oh, I like her. But it's, it seems like she kind of keeps me over here. Mm. Yeah, not because I'm a snobby jerk, like people say, because I'm afraid. Right, because <laughs> I'm afraid of what you're going to do. I don't, I can't manage a lot of conditional love. Mm. So I'm okay with it, but but you're going to be mm-hmm. uh, like an arm's length away. Yeah. And only the people who are super close to me are the ones who I know love me unconditionally. Yep. It doesn't mean they let me get away with shit or let me treat Correct. them badly. It means whatever version of me is there is fine. Right. So that... Having to face that, mm-hmm. of course you're going to fear success, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. And it's not to say that, because I, I know, I can hear your egos all arguing with me. I know. I can hear it. I know. Where you're like, but when I, when I failed, these bad things happened. Mm-hmm. But less of those bad things that happened are about how other people perceive you. Correct. Than success. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Even just think, I have, this, I have this memory of being a little kid, and this will shock you, Jamie, but I, I was like, really loved a cute outfit as a kid. That's not shocking. <laughs> my mother was also really good at hair. Mm. She would do like the best braids, like mm. the fishtail braids. Like she could oh, do all so the, cool. I know, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I would put effort into that. I would go in and I would feel good. And, you know, my little performer self would like mm-hmm. walk into school like da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> Let's hear the compliments, right? <laughs> and when I started to figure out that actually – being like really put together or excited about my outfit made other people like me less. Mm-hmm. I remember being really young going home like, I have some thinking in my room to do. Like what? Right. That concept is hard and it hits you hard. And that concept is conditional love. And it's really difficult because the more squishy empath you are, the less conditions you have on other people. So when they come back at you, it's like, Ugh. Right. But that also... it. The other, the next layer of that is that we're told in the society that you're supposed to care how you look. You're supposed yeah. to care how you dress, how you present yourself, right. how you show up and perform for people. Right. So you think you're doing, you're getting all that programming. You yes. think you're doing the right thing and showing up and then people are rejecting you for it. Yes. It's like this, it's such a strange Yeah. Do thing. well in school. That's, That's what, what I mean. Like to you're do. told and to then succeed. you do and then people are pissed and like a teacher doesn't like you because right. you're smart and you're like, wait a minute. Exactly. And you start to realize like, oh, we're just all triggering the shit out of each, each other, other all the time. Right. And and it just becomes this difficult cross to bear. Right. You know? But we're all pushed towards succeeding. Yeah. Exactly. When there's actually not a lot of reward. Yes. For exactly. succeeding. Exactly. Exactly. The rewards are not as promised. No. No. <laughs> but that's why intuition is so important because you have to understand desire and that you're trying to go for feelings. Right. Because then when you are, oh, now I have more of this feeling, mm-hmm. the attachment to other people's perception lessens. Well, that's what I was going to say is that as an empath, you're probably very good. And this is why I struggled with succeeding for so long is because I could gauge when like 
when I'm about to succeed at something, I basically run a scan for how yeah. everyone's going to perceive it. Yeah. And you're never going to make everybody happy. No, you succeed, you're not going to make many people happy. You succeed, <laughs> you people are going to be upset. So yeah. like, it's easy to be like, okay, well then I'm just not going to do it because mm-hmm. like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. But you're never going to please people no matter no. what. Staying still, you won't please anyone. Failing, you won't please people. So just do what you want. Exactly. So go after the desire. Get it. Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.